Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. A lot of people calling it maybe the best Super Bowl of all time. I thought it had a chance to be. We can get into that. But this was a heck of a game. And if you just didn't care who won, which I of all the Super Bowls that have ever been played, Matt, I, I think I, I was more neutral on this one. I like both teams. They were the two number one seeds, two great quarterbacks. We have maybe a, a little uh, more tied to Jay. Jalen Hurts, but Mahomes also played in the Big 12, and, you know, we talked about it. Andy Reid, Sirianni, I mean, you you could make a case that that Andy Reid is the best coach uh, in the NFL right now. I mean, uh, Belichick has accomplished more in his career in recent years, like you just pointed out. Andy Reid um, has won a couple of Super Bowls since, since Belichick has, what, won a playoff game, you know? So, anyway... No, it, it was uh, – and, and then Sirianni, like we said, I mean, he – you know, all he did was, you know, he, he beat the guy they gave the Coach of the Year award. You know, they, he beat him three times. Uh, he's a heck of a coach. I thought both both coaches, you know, just did some great things in the game last night. When all is, was said and done, I thought Andy Reid had a couple of schemes, at least on, on the two touchdown passes where, where they had – you know, put a man in motion. Uh, they they saw how the Eagles were going to play it. They came right back with it the very next play. Cornerback passes him, you know, to the safety. He replaces the safety. They come right, you know, they do the, the in and out or the strike in, strike out route, whatever they call it. It was uh, that there were some, some great schemes on the part of Andy Reid, great quarterback play really on both sides. Jalen Hurts, my gosh, I mean, the guy throws for over 300 yards, Rushes for 70 yards and three touchdowns. He threw for one touchdown, rushed for three more, had a QBR of 79.7. But then you get to Patrick Mahomes, and he's fighting through an ankle injury. And, yeah, the numbers don't show. I mean, he only throws for 182, but he threw for three touchdowns. And he even ran for 44, including, you know, some some uh, big runs at, at big times in the game. His QBR was 96.4. In the second half, all he did was hit 13 out of 14. I know it was only for 93 yards, but but still, he, did, he didn't have the ball that much in this game. And, Matt, we talked about how the key to the game, in my opinion, was whether Kansas e- City Eagles running the ball, could, right? could stop the Eagles' running game because they did – they did stop Cincinnati, and we gave Joe Mixon's numbers and so forth. And to me, I really think when you boil everything down to it, I still think that was the most important thing in this game is that Kansas City was able to stop at least the Eagles' tailbacks. Like Gainwell goes 7 for 21. Right. And he, and he was their leading tailback rusher. Seven for 21. Yep. Miles Sanders had seven for 16. So they're two best. I know Boston Scott also, uh, Scott, I think, rushed for, for eight yards, three for eight, and he right. had one catch for nine yards. But but anyway, but Gainwell and Sanders, all right, 
those two guys go 14 for 37 as far as running the ball. So it was left to Jalen Hurts, and, and the guy just he delivered time after time after time, both running and throwing the ball, and even converting some, like, third and 16s. I mean, they were converting third downs like, like crazy uh, throughout the game and fourth downs. And give Sirianni, I, I, you talk about Sirianni ha- having the guts to, he, he goes for it on fourth and five, not just trying to draw him outside, offside. He goes for it on fourth and five. The guy has the guts of, uh, of a burglar. He, he, and then they get down fourth and two and he goes for it again and they draw him offside. And, and that one, but he converts again. I thought he would, great. but the Hurts fumble when all is said and done, Matt. The Hurts fumble that turned into a touchdown, and it's a shame because he fumbled because he wasn't. He was switching hands, um, switching the football from one hand to the other, and he wasn't even hit on the plot. I mean, he got hit after he fumbled, but the ball was loose, and it's picked up and returned for a touchdown. And you know, when you come right down to it, that was really that that play, and the. Uh, Kadarius Tony punt return. We talk about special teams. Pat talks about it all the time. 65-yard punt return uh, where uh, the, the, the missed tackle is soon, you know, when, when he started the return on the left side of the field, they had their opportunity. But then when he got to the wall, it was it was over, and, and he returns at what? Inside the five-yard line. Uh, 65 that, yards, and, longest punt return in the history yeah, of the Super Bowl. That's right. Well, and, and, and Matt? I get back to a play that people are going to forget about, but I, I still think was maybe the biggest play in the game, and it, it was a flag on Isaac Somalo, right? Isaac Somalo. Uh, Isaac Somalo, number 56, what is he, right guard or whatever for the, for the Eagles? But he had a false start. They yeah. had a fourth and one at the midfield, and they're already one. seven up. Yep. And at that time, it looks who, – who knows? We I don't know that they could have scored a touchdown field goal. It looks like that the, the Chiefs have done nothing to stop them, and it looks like they're probably going to go in and take a two-touchdown lead. But but they converted it, and, and he was called for the false start. So now now they got the, you know, uh, five yards – plus to go and that's when Hertz fumbled for the touchdown and boom you got a you know tie football game but that was right before the fumble for the touchdown that was such a huge play in that game but but then the Eagles still led by 10 at halftime you knew the Chiefs were going to get the ball to start the second half and in the second half Matt you just got to give it up to Andy Reid to Patrick Mahomes um, Kelsey was just, I mean, we, we knew that he was going to be tough to cover. Actually, I thought they did a pretty decent job. I mean, six for 81 before the game, I probably would have bet that he would have maybe even gone over 81 yards. Juju was big, and Juju, of course, uh, drew the flag on the, the most talked about play of the game. But Juju had seven catches for 53. I mean, he used his guys, Watson, McKinnon, uh, you know, Sky Moore, it was Kadarius Tony. only caught one ball all game for five yards. It was a touchdown. Sky Moore caught one ball all game for four yards. It was a touchdown on the two great designs by Andy Reid. Um, but then, Matt, having said all that, I mean, 
Jalen Hurt, you know, the two best receivers were probably Eagles receivers with Devontae Smith, seven for 100, and A.J. Brown had six for 96 and a touchdown. Jalen Hurts, I mean, like we said, we talked about, he throws for over 300 and had four touchdowns, including three rushing and one passing. And and so you, you look at it, it's just a shame that anyone had to lose this game. But I do think, I do think definitely – it was one of the best Super Bowls of all time. You said it had the longest punt return in Super Bowl history. They, we had the the youngest combined age of starting quarterbacks uh, between Mahomes and Hurts ever in a Super Bowl. You had the most rushing yards by a quarterback ever in a Super Bowl. We could just keep going on and on um, with things that we saw in this one that you don't see in other Super Bowls. But you got to give the Chiefs credit in the second half. They go 10 plays for a touchdown, 9 plays for a touchdown, 3 plays for a touchdown after the punt return, after they started inside the 5-yard line or whatever, and then 12 plays for the field goal. The Eagles were 11 for 18 on third down. The Chiefs just couldn't stop them, but the Eagles couldn't stop the Chiefs either. And and that pass rush, and, and Matt, here's the other thing we talked about that, that – the Eagles pass rush, all right? How many sacks did the Eagles have, Matt? They had zero. Zero. The they team, had zero. The team because... that had the third most in the history of the NFL, and I realize that there's 17 regular season games now. They've been keeping sacks as an official stat since 82, so most of those years, 16-game regular season. I realize there was one more game, but this is a team that had the third most sacks in the history of the NFL. They didn't have one last night. But because what what a lot of people didn't talk about before this, the Kansas City Chiefs had they led the NFL. They they were number one in in pass block win rate. All right, they protected Mahomes better than anyone in that league, and they protected him last night too. I I can I mean I can hardly remember him getting touched in that game last night, and so they didn't have the ball much. But when they did, Patrick Mahomes basically had time to do what he wanted to do. Matt, I don't know. Like I said, I just thought it was one of the all-time great Super Bowls ever played. Greg, we're about 12 minutes into the show, and I haven't found anything I can disagree with you yet. I think you're right on the money. I I think your analysis going in I thought was very uh, spot on. If the Eagles could establish the run, uh, they would win the football game, and the truth of the matter is they didn't establish the run. They ran for three and a half a carry. Seventy of the 115 was Hurts. Now, I know that Hurts is a big part of their running game. I understand that. But the but tailback. The I'm tailbacks, talking about tailback running game. Seven, yeah. 17 carries for 40 yards, if I'm doing the math right. 17 yeah. for 40. So um, the Chiefs did a terrific now. Well, he was going to have one anyway, but now that he's won his second one, the one criticism that you could have of Andy Reid over the years is at times he's gotten a little bit away from the run game. I mm-hmm. I, I thought last night he did a pretty tries good job. Tries to get a little too cute sometimes. Sometimes, too. I mean, so, tries sometimes to show you how that. smart he is. And they did a few things last night. With yeah, the, uh, the, the ring, ring around, around the rosy. I'm not that, right. Yeah, I understand. Right. But what, what I'm saying though is in the second half, even when they're down, they did not abandon the run game, and so I give them a lot of credit for that. In fact, they they ran it better in the second half in the than first they half. did. Correct. I know they didn't have the ball much in the first half, Matt. Right. But but no, you're exactly right. They they were patient when they were down. They they were patient and and they came out. Maybe they at halftime they talked and, and realized, hey, we we got to come out and run the football. Yeah. Right. 
But 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 they did, Matt. I mean, and 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 like you said, the Eagles. To your point on the Eagles dominating most of the game, like in the first half, it it was almost twenty two minutes to eight minutes. Yes, man, no, it was twenty two yeah. to eight. Forty four plays to twenty. The the the, well, the rush was... yards in the first half were eighty seven to thirty nine. Philly, you know, and and the pass yards were one eighty three. Day, I mean, it was just total domination. It was twenty four fourteen, and one of wasn't the... that close. Yeah, that, yeah. exactly. It was twenty four fourteen, and one of the Chiefs' touchdown was that fumble return. So now, right, now that play right. counts too. I'm not saying it doesn't no, count, but you you understand what but I'm they saying. They dominated more than even than the scoreboard showed. Yes, yeah, at, at, with, without a doubt. So, yeah. look, best Super Bowl. I don't know. It, it it's up there for me, yeah. Craig. Was was some of the better ones we've ever seen. The only thing that I think would keep it from being the best Super Bowl ever. We didn't. There wasn't like a lot of lead changes. It's not like the lead went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, but I no, I, I thought it was a terrific game. I thought it was a game befitting of the two best teams in the world. And um, I think if these two teams played, if they played ten times, I think maybe each team would win five. I, I mean, seriously. Now, the only one that matters is the one that we saw last night. But I thought it was a tremendous game. But we did have a great drive by the Eagles to, to tie up this oh, game. And, awesome and drive. Two point conver- and how about Hurts run on that two-point conversion? There were four guys there. I know. To, to ta- four guys that could have tackled him short of the guy, and he just runs right through them and, and, and converts the two-point conversion. And and then we have so, – so then it comes down, Matt, to the call that everyone's talking about. And, and listen – you know, credit Bradbury for saying, yeah, I held him, you know, um, hoping he'd let it slide. He didn't let it slide. I don't have the quote right in front of me. But but, but basically, I just hate it as, as a football fan. And, and, Matt, I'm telling you, I really didn't care who won this game. I picked the Eagles. I, I told you the other day, when I, when I picked it, I said, I don't know who's going to win this game. I have no idea. I mean, the, to me, these teams – were that close, and the game was, was that close, and so forth. Just as a fan, you know, for the people that say, well, you, you robbed the, the Eagles of the game, well, it did. Decide, I mean, when you throw that flag, the game was over. That's what I hate. As a fan, it, it robbed us of seeing because kick the field goal, and then let's see if the Eagles, you know, uh, you know can, kick, can drive for a field goal to tie or a touchdown to win. Either way, we win. We're either going to see, well, we're going to see one of three things. I mean, we're going to see the Chiefs stop them. We're going to see overtime, or we're going to see a game-winning drive. But I, I, I am more on the side of Greg Olson. I've ta- I've seen you know Orlovsky and and uh, you know a, a number of guys this morning, you know, weigh in on it, and. Uh, and say that, you know, you just, you just, I, I didn't think, think that there was enough that he impeded him enough to throw the flag. If you want to, you know, if you're doing letter of the law, you know, did he impede him? Yeah, a, a little bit. But, but I see that stuff, you know, if you're saying you got to throw the flag, if it was that, well, then you got to throw the flag about, you're, you're going to have about 80 flags a game. Because there's hand fighting and stuff on most every play. I see. I mean, especially like going down the sidelines. It's just back and forth. It's it's all over. You know. You, I mean, and, and let's not even talk about holding, in 
inside the tackles and so forth, but I'm talking about it with the receivers. You see hand fighting and stuff like that all the time. So do I, do I want to see, you know, 50 flags in a game every time? No, I don't want to see that as a fan. I just didn't. I, I thought, you know, it's a play-on deal. And all I want to see from here, – here's my deal, Matt. I just want to see consistency. They, you know, they were showing a play earlier in the game, all right, where Bradbury, you know, uh, holds him up on a route and and Juju complains immediately, jumps up and says, hey, hey where's the flag? That's pr- probably – I think that's probably what got him that flag at the end of the game that he complained earlier. The ironic thing at the end of the game – Juju wasn't even complaining on that play. He didn't immediately turn and complain at all. He didn't complain at all. So all I want to see is consistency from the officials. They they weren't throwing the flags. They were letting them play all night long, both sides. And then all of a sudden, at the moment of, of the you know they they threw a flag that decided the game. I I hate to see that. Well, you know how I feel about this, Craig. Um, I, you're going to take up for the officials. I no, know, I know you're. No, I'm not. What yeah. I'm what I'm what, what what I'm going to say is I don't believe one play in a 60 minute game decides the game. But if, you you if would that, agree when they throw that flag, the game's over. No, I when would they not. Threw that flag, the game is over. No, I, and I'll tell you why. Why for, you have to get because ger- all they had to do is just run the clock down and kick the field goal. But Jer- you have to give credit to Jarrett McKinnon for getting down. What if he just runs in the end zone and takes the cheese that the Eagles were just letting him, you know, the Eagles were trying to let him score. So I, I think you have to give McKinnon credit for being aware of the situation and getting down. You have to give credit to the Chiefs for executing that situation. Craig, he had a fistful of jersey. I mean, he, I, if he had a fistful, he didn't have it for a split second. Craig, I mean, it's I mean, hard to even find the the freeze frame of a, a oh, fistful. Oh, I've seen it. I'll I send is, it to you. I mean, well, I'll, I know, I know. Like you. I said, you can find a freeze frame. <laughs> Matt, he didn't. I mean, I, I I'm sorry. I see I see receivers impeded a whole lot more than I, that. I, I, I throughout agree. every game. I no, I that statement I agree with. What I'm saying is, it's hard for me to go as far as you and others. When you say it decided a game, I just logically it makes zero sense to me to say that one play no, decides no, no. a game. No, I cannot I'm just, say I'm that. I'm saying the game was over when he threw the flag. I'm not. I'm not saying that one play over everything else decided. No, I'm well, not there's plenty that. of people are that are no. using that phraseology. That no, I'm call saying the game was the game. over when he threw the flag. The game was over when he threw that flag. You definitely agree with that. As long as the Chiefs did what they did and executed, yes, I do agree with that. I do agree. Yeah. But I, so, but I mean, I ironically, think... they would have been better off to let him score on that on that play, and then they would have right. at least had the ball back with a chance to drive down the field. I just in uh, a game really where neither team was stopping each other. Uh, but, again, I agree with no, you. No, just as a fan, Matt. You no, know, no, that's hey, all listen, I'm no, saying. no. Let, let, let me let me be clear about this, okay? I would prefer there not to be any controversy because I hate when officiating, you know, is the first thing on everybody's mind. Okay, whether it's right or wrong, I it really it. I've told you this, Craig. It, it's it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. Okay. Yeah. I I think it was holding. I also agree with you. You could call holding or pi a lot more than is called. Okay. I I don't think anybody in their right mind would disagree with that. Okay. I just think you have to give credit. First of all, 
We haven't even mentioned, or maybe you did earlier, we haven't even mentioned what I think is the play of the game in addition to the ones that you threw out, the scramble by Mahomes on a busted ankle to run for 26 yards away from everybody to get into field goal range. If Mahomes doesn't make that play, then who knows what no, happens. I, I give him credit. Now, now, Matt, on the, the ankle deal part of it, you can run straight ahead. On, on, you just can't stop and cut. Well, he, that, that's. The, I mean, no, straight ahead. He was. I'm just telling you. Are you telling ahead, me? Are, are, are you if telling you gotta, me he was not in pain? Is that what you're telling no, me? No, I'm not. No. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying that you can run. Once he gets going straight ahead, he's fine. If he had to stop, if he had to cut and stop, that's. That's where that anchor. I, I understand. No, I give my I'm just saying that. In the world. I I, I'm just saying I mean, that was the play for me. Yeah. That was the play of the game. In addition to the ones you talked about, the punt return yeah. and, and the fumble return. And you're right, that false start. And see, that's something again. The false start was huge. Yes, because the next game. play was the fumble return. Yeah. And and again, that ever everybody saying that. I'm not saying it was. I, I I I want people to know. I am not blaming the officials on the false start. I'm blaming. Number fifty-six, Isaac Suamalo, or what? However you say his name. No, I'm no. It was definitely a false start, and and then it was right. a fumble for a touchdown on the very next play. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So, what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, "What is it real?" <laughs> <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. It's time for the Arthur's Air Conditioning and Heating Call of the Game. Arthur's Air Conditioning and Heating, proudly serving Norman and the Oklahoma City Metro. Blitz coming, Mahomes, man wide open, touchdown Chiefs at Skymore! That's right, it was Skymore for the four-yard touchdown catch, his only catch of the game. That capped a five-yard touchdown drive in three plays after uh, the Kadarius Tony 65-yard punt return, which, as Matt said, longest punt return in Super Bowl history. Uh, set up the final touchdown of the day uh, for Kansas City. That gave um, the the Chiefs an eight-point lead. And then, Matt, the Eagles go on that long drive, which was capped by the Jalen Hurts two-yard touchdown run, uh, and then they get the two-point conversion with 5.15 to go in the game, and that's what tied it up at 35. Uh, first, what, first Super Bowl we've ever seen where, where each team had at least – 35 points. I mean, this game had it all. And as we we talked about the other day, Matt, for Patrick Mahomes, all right, he wins the first Super Bowl early in his career and and just had, you know, as they say, a, a Dan Marino start to a career. But Marino, you know, didn't win the Super Bowl. But anyway, um but but just with the the touch, the number of touchdown passes he was throwing, and then he has a ring to you know to go with it. Well, but uh, this one he didn't play. He didn't play well when they lose to the Bucks a couple of years ago. All right, in his own words, he choked against the Bengals in last year's conference championship game. All right, and so you're wondering, is this guy a guy that's going to, when all is said and done, have all these records but only one Super Bowl to show for it? Nope. He's got two now, and if Andy Reid wants to keep going, man, and last night he didn't show, you know, he, after the game, he said he's got no intention of stopping right now, and why would he? 
with that offensive line, with Patrick Mahomes, with Kelsey. Yeah, they lose Tyreek Hill, and they retool. And I thought it was interesting. Did you read the piece by Dan Graziano uh, this morning? And he's talking about the receivers that they brought in, you know, to replace uh, Tyreek Hill. And and he's talking about Marquez Valdez-Scantling had played four years with Aaron Rodgers, Juju. Juju Smith-Schuster was obviously a former teammate of Big Ben in Pittsburgh, all right? Justin Watson had been playing in Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. You know, these guys had played with elite Hall of Fame quarterbacks, all right? And so Mahomes really got into, you know, discussing, you know, concepts with them at, at a high level. And he, he brought them, you know, uh, down to Texas and, and, and so forth just to – you know, to, to get them together, get to know each other and so forth. They're picking each other's brain and, and, and all of that. Um, and I tell you, you look at Mahomes' deal, he's got nine years left on his deal, all right? Nine years left. His current projected cap number for this next year is $49.3 million, which would be the second highest in the league if they don't make any changes to the contract. But the length of the contract and the structure make, make it easy to convert roster bonus money into signing bonus money, and that could drop that cap number by as much as thirty-one million dollars. All right, and so and and don't you know? He says, don't be surprised if if Mahomes helps him out with with the the structure to help the team, just the way Brady always did with the Patriots. I think that's one thing people don't talk about enough is is how Tom Brady took less or also structured his contract where where it was more cap friendly for doubt. the team. And, as, they and, as, rich as, people, and right? as rich as the Mahomes deal is, you brought this up last week, Craig, you're exactly right. The numbers are eye-popping on his deal, but it is incredibly team-friendly when you yeah. consider what the cap is going to be, you know, very, right. very soon. That's right. And But but anyway, but I, I, I hadn't thought about that, that, but Mahomes said basically what he was saying. He goes, I had to learn to be a better leader. And he said a lot of that he gives credit to these other receivers that came in. He said, I had to learn how to stay on guys, not to let the little stuff slide. I had to teach guys the culture that we have that I learned from Alex Smith and from Derek Johnson and so forth. I, you know, it's just, Matt, again, and we said this before the game. Um, yeah, I picked the Eagles in the game. But it's how can you not like Patrick Mahomes? How can you not like Travis Kelsey? I have no idea. Not like Big Red. How about uh, the enemy? And and give Andy Reid credit. He I I heard him at least three times after the game, either on the podium or in the locker room, or you know, bringing up the enemy and saying you know give credit to the enemy. You know, so it wasn't like Andy Reid is trying to take all the credit as some guru after the game. He realized how blessed he is. But the guy is a great coach, and he's got a couple of Super Bowls now because, remember, they said he couldn't win the big one when he was in Philly, Matt, right? They said that, yeah. A whole lot of Philadelphia fans said that, too. Yeah. Hmm. Well, he, he's got a couple of big ones now, and like I said, he doesn't sound like he's going to stop anytime soon. And for Patrick Mahomes, all right, two-time NFL MVP, he just earned his second Super Bowl MVP award, Matt, in this season. So this season, he was regular season MVP, Super Bowl MVP, led the NFL in passing yards. We said no one had ever led the NFL in passing yards, won a Super Bowl. Mahomes has done it now. And he also led the NFL in passing TDs. And, Matt, did you see what they put up that, 
in the Super Bowl since 2000, okay, that that there were nine guys, all right, who were, what, uh, MVP regular season, all right, and, and played in a Super Bowl. Kurt Warner in 2001, lost. Rich Gannon in 2002, lost. Sean Alexander 2005, lost. Tom Brady 2007, lost. Peyton in 2009, lost. Peyton again in 2013, lost. Cam Newton 2015, lost. Matt Ryan lost in 16. Tom Brady lost in 17. Nine had lost, Matt, until Patrick Mahomes finally wins one in 2000. So he gets, uh, you know, the, an MVP who actually won the Super Bowl, Matt. Well, he's, uh, again, he's going to go down. And, and that was kind of the question I put out on um, on Twitter today and on Facebook is where, right now, at this moment, where does he rank among NFL quarterbacks all time? Um, I, I, I can't go with Orlovsky and say he's number two. I, I, I can't go that far yet. Um I think he's approaching the top five, though, and what separates Mahomes for me is his mobility. I, you know, that, that's what separates, you know, him, you know, from a lot of guys with me is what he can do, you know, moving around and running the ball. So, um, no, he's tremendous, and and he's got, you know, he's got two now, and twenty seven years old, and I mean, he's yeah. got a lot of ball ahead of him. Now, you never know. You never know what happens. That you no, know, you never know. In- injury or the team. I mean, you know, something could happen. You know. Uh, heck, Andy Reid could retire. The, the the team chemistry could change. I mean, you, yeah, you don't know. But I'll say this. Did you see this one, that he's got four double-digit comebacks now in the playoffs? Four times in the playoffs his team has been double digits behind. He's come back and won. That is the second most in NFL history. You said Mahomes does? Great. Mahomes yeah, does. Yeah, right. Four right. double-digit comebacks in, in, in the playoffs, which is second most in NFL history. Second only to Tom Brady. Brady had six. Mahomes already has four of those double-digit comebacks in the playoffs. He also has two of the biggest three comebacks in a Super Bowl. We all know what the biggest one was when the Patriots yeah. came back on the Falcons. Brady, but number two yeah, and number three is, is on his shoulders. Hey, everybody. This is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day. Plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen. It's the Bob Moore Ford Drive of the Game. Sponsored by Bob Moore Ford. Football is back, which means tailgate parties, which means trucks with tailgates, which means savings on all Ford F-150s at Bob Moore. Visit BobMooreFord.com. Mahomes in trouble. Gets away. Mahomes racing with the bad ankle and all. Inside the 20, and he's taken down. Butker up, got it! And that was the drive of the game. 12 plays, 66 yards, took 5.07 off the clock. Uh, the big play, the scramble by Patrick Mahomes for 26 yards. Uh, then, uh, after 
they were stopped, and, and Philly had used all their timeouts, 27-yard field goal with eight seconds to go to give the Chiefs the 38-35 win over Philly last night. I'm right here uh, at David Stanley Chrysler, Jeep, and Dodge. And, Matt, we got to talk some basketball here, and I know we'll get right back to football with Pat Jones coming up at the top of the hour. But we got to give it up to the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Really, of all the games played in the Big 12 this weekend, their road win over Iowa State, I thought, was the most significant game. Kansas blew out Oklahoma in Norman. Baylor beat TCU, but a TCU team that's down a couple of their best players. Baylor ends up winning at 72-68 uh, in Fort Worth. Uh, Texas Now, Texas Tech beating K-State, I mean, that, that was quite a win, even though it was in Lubbock. But Texas Tech, it was only their second conference win. So that was significant. And then Texas, of course, just blew out West Virginia. But the OSU win was just absolutely huge. They win in Ames. The, it was Iowa State's first loss at home in Big 12 play. And Oklahoma State sweeps Iowa State for the season. All right. Uh, they win at 64-56 on, on, on Saturday night. They've now won five straight, four in, in Big 12 play. They're now 7-5 and five in the Big 12. All right. And John Michael Wright, we've talked about him, Matt. He scores 19 points in this game. And this guy, he had been the hero of the last two games. Well, he was just like, like uh, our man Jacob Unruh said, he was just the best player in this one. He scores 13 in the second half, went on a personal 8 nothing run to get the Cowboys into a tie game. Then he hits the go-ahead jumper. Then he comes up with a big steal, finds Caleb Asbury for a big three with 4.38 to go, 55-50 lead at that point for OSU. But this, this is an incredible row the Cowboys are on, Matt. Well, I, I think what they've done is they firmly put themselves in the NCAA tournament for now. Now, as long as OSU does not just completely fall apart, I think they're going to be in. They're sixteen and nine. They're seven and five in conference. If they if they get another win or two, they're going to be in the NCAA tournament. I think right now, the, the, I think the conversation changes for OSU now based on this five game winning streak, particularly the wins over the well, and and then the they've won what seven of eight, two of them over Iowa State, one over TCU. Granted, that was a um, a uh, not whole TCU team. I think the conversation for the Cowboys right now changes, Craig, to where not are not are they going to get into the tournament, but based on their remaining schedule, which they have a lot of opportunities to get some really good wins. How you know how high of a seed can they get? I think that's where OSU is right now. I think yeah. I, I think, and I I'm not breaking any ground here. I think anybody who's watching and paying attention knows that they're a tournament team. The question now is how good of a seed can they get, and can they get possibly, Craig? Can they get maybe over that 8-9 line where, you know, if you win your first one in a toss-up, you get to take on a number one seed? You know, can you get to that 7-6 range where you have a little bit easier, in theory, a little bit easier first-round game, and you're not having to play a one seed in the second round? And OU, on the other hand, Matt, Porter Moser said it after the game. 24 turnovers, 5 assists. That's, that's almost unthinkable, Matt. 24 turnovers and five assists, he said. Not for this team. Say say no more. So OU, who was in silent position really to make the NCAA tournament a month ago, they've now lost seven out of eight. How about two weeks ago? four straight. Yeah, since they beat Alabama 93-69 on January the 28th. And since then, they've lost four straight. They've now lost seven out of eight. That Alabama win, the only win uh, during – 
uh, that time period, and, man, this was about, as I, hey, this is a great Kansas team. Bill Can't say enough about Kansas. Bill Self, how his teams get better and better and better. And, you know, the one thing I've said, the one knock on Kansas throughout the year, they haven't had the post play. Now you look at Uday. Uday only played, what, 17 minutes off the bench, but this guy changes the game with his shot-blocking presence, his rim protection. He went 4-4, four for four, scored 18 points in those 17 minutes. And K.J. Adams played 21 minutes. He went 5 out of 6. But I'm just saying with those two guys, the other day was a day where Grady Dick, Matt, didn't even take a three-pointer in that game. Didn't no. get to the foul yeah. line at all. I mean, something? Grady Dick goes goes four for five, so it's not. And and Wilson only kind of pedestrian seven for seventeen, scored eighteen points, but it took him seventeen shots. The guy Dewan Harris was huge for Kansas on Saturday, seven for eleven, sixteen points. He was so good on Saturday. But but again, Bill Self's teams just get better and better and better, and this Oklahoma team is getting worse and worse and worse. Um, and and the Baylor game, they did get the win in Fort Worth. Flagler uh, w- was huge uh, for Baylor in that game. Um, and then, like we said, Texas Tech, find, you know that that was a big win for them. But a big loss for K State, Matt, as they fall to seven and five uh, in the conference with that loss to Texas Tech. Texas just rolling over West Virginia, and Texas right now is the best team in the conference. But again, here comes uh, the Kansas Jayhawks. So anyway, we'll talk a whole lot more Big Twelve basketball uh, tomorrow on the Big Twelve uh, fast break nationally. I mean, Missouri uh, had a huge road win at Tennessee. Uh, that that was. That was huge. Uh, big three-pointer by DeAndre Golston uh, in that game. Um, uh, the Virginia-Duke game had a little controversy at the end of regulation in that game. The, the officials had uh, had to apologize there. Uh, should have been a foul called at the end of the game, put Duke on the line for two free throws at, at, with no time left on the clock at the end of regulation in that one. And the Thunder had a huge win over Portland on Friday night on the road. The return of Lou Dort in that one. And he had 18 points, hit all six well, shots. Did he all ever return? <laughs> yeah. I'd say yeah. he returned. And a plus, plus 30 in his 20 minutes. Afford Anything is a podcast that teaches you how to be smart with your money. As a small business, you don't have the resources to pay the level of overhead and for the level of services that a Fortune 500 company could afford. So I certainly understand why, if you want to offer benefits, the providers of that, that that fee is going to be higher because there's more account management per employee. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen.